Well, I didn't know we were going to record this. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Uh, Got to give my intro voice out. <clears throat> oh, baby, I'm excited. I've never heard you do an intro before. I don't yeah, I, I'm, I'm not the intro guy. Hello and welcome. Cap and RCR present Pick and Roll with Carter and Cody. Welcome to a new show, and I'm very excited for today's first episode, the conference tournament preview. Uh, I'm one of your hosts of Pick and Roll, the aforementioned Cody, and I'm also joined today by my co-host, Carter Sims. How are you doing today, Carter? Onions! <laughs> I'm doing great, Cody. I'm excited to be here and prove that uh, we're worth more than just talking about movies. We know other things, too. We like sports, yeah? Absolutely. You know, we both obviously have our aforementioned as well, uh, movie podcasts, so that mm-hmm. may be where you know us from, so if you found us from here, welcome. Appreciate you here. But this is going to be a different type of podcast. This is not going to be focused on movies. We may talk a little bit here and there as it's hard not to. True. But uh, this is primarily going to be focused on the college basketball scene and mm. especially, you know, just previews, sort of predictions, you know, advice if you want to take it. Probably not um, on the upcoming March Madness tournament. But uh, yeah, I am jacked to be here. Carter, any, any thoughts off the top here? I, I think this is going to be a fun show. Uh, yes, I agree. I've always wanted to talk college basketball with somebody and record it other than just like yelling at people at bars. So I'm excited to do that with you here. And I think it's worth mentioning that we sit on opposite sides of the aisle in terms of who we support in college basketball. Cody being a, a Boilermaker and myself a Hoosier. We're from Big Ten country, Midwest country. So we're coming together to give you all the perspectives on both of our teams and also other teams. So I'm excited to extend an olive branch to my my fellow Indiana Big Ten school today. Appreciate that. Uh, olive branch accepted. Um, and yeah, I was going to mention that as well. I mean, I feel like uh, the, the saying is basketball is just different in Indiana. So I feel like two, two Indiana guys bringing you some opinions, coming from different sides of the spectrums, one IU, one Purdue. Obviously, we're going to be a little bit biased, but I feel like that bias will probably cancel out since we are from, you know, different schools like that. I mean, it's just kind of two fans talking about college basketball. ESPN has their own stuff. We'll talk about, you know, who we think is right with them, who we think is definitely wrong with them later on. But yeah, I say we jump right into it. The first thing we just wanted to touch on basically is uh, obviously the biggest tournaments and sports are approaching here with college basketball. March Madness, uh, Selection Sunday, I believe, is slated uh, within almost a week now. So we are nine days away as of uh, the recording of this. I would say it would probably, you know, in the future, I would think one day become a national holiday. Please. Uh, It is on a Sunday, so nobody's working anyways. But just make it a holiday anyways. I mean, Easter's on Sunday and it's still a holiday. So I don't yeah, understand. That. It, it should be like a like Super Bowl Sunday where we've debated like with the team that wins, they get school off. I think the Chiefs got school <laughs> off. Like Kansas City got schools off when they won this year. Everyone yeah. should get the day off if your team, if your county is in, has a team in the national tournament, then you should get school off on Monday because it's a national holiday. And also the oh. Oscars are also on Selection Sunday this year. Yes. So it's like, Two of our Super Bowls in one day, which is that is true. It's double wild. duty. It's absolutely yeah. double duty, and um, it should be a great day. Honestly, I mean, really, everything you want—sports, movies, entertainment-wise, it's all on Selection Sunday. It's all on Oscar Sunday, so you can't complain. But basically, before all of that, obviously, um, are the conference tournaments, which, yes. in my opinion, are like some of the fun, some of the most passionate moments in March as well. So we definitely wanted to hit on those before, you know, the season started entirely. 
Um, but basically, we're just going to go through a bunch of the different conferences, most mostly the big, you know, top five, top ten. Uh, we won't hit on all the tiny ones, unfortunately, that we would probably be here all night and not really know what we're talking about. A couple of things to preface off the start as well. I just want to say, like, not all of the conference tournaments, like, matchups are officially set. True. So if we do talk about matchups. I guess it's just based off the current seeding or who we think is going to go deep more is going to be the conversation than game by game. So that's mm-hmm. definitely important. And then as well, sort of, uh, we're going to be talking about teams who are definitely in and teams who are bubble teams. That is determined by an index that uh, we have created ourselves. It's our own self statistic that I have you know, named the web index, which is yes. great, maybe the best name I've ever came up in my life. It sounds pretty professional, I will say. So congrats <laughs> to you. That's all I was going for. So appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, obviously, ESPN has their, their own statistics around that as well. Joe Lunardi, of course, has bracketology. Yeah, you know, it's hit or miss sometimes, I would think. Yeah, think it is. You've got the broad strokes, right? But we kind of want to use our own uh, index and rating, I guess. So that's what this is all going to be based off. We're not looking at really Lenardi or, or what he's saying at all. But yeah, I say we just jump straight into it. Car, are you ready for this? I say we do it. I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay? say we jump straight into it and start off with the big 10 conference tournament obviously we are incredibly biased so we have to start here and yes. I'm sure if you are listening to this some of you will be in the midwest as well so this is probably the teams you are a little bit interested so we might as well kick it off the top but there are going to be a decent amount of big 10 teams it look like just to run through them super quickly and then we'll talk about you know our predictions for the tournament sure. it looks like as of now purdue looks to be in iu definitely in Northwestern Wildcats having a great surprising season. They're definitely in. Mm-hmm. Iowa Hawkeyes just killed uh, IU at IU. So they don't remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Had to bring that up. Michigan State, of course, is in. Tom Izzo at the helm. Mm-hmm. And then three others, Maryland, Rutgers, and Illinois, all kind of in that middle tier, but not really on the bubble. I'll throw it over you, Carter, and we can start off with, with some of the d- bubble teams or pretty much wherever you'd want. But what, what's just like your general thoughts about who's going to go deep in this conference? Who do you like in this conference? Just anything, really? Well, anyone that's watched the Big Ten this year will know that it has been an absolutely bonkers year in the Big Ten. Purdue being the outright Big Ten champs for the regular season. And then I think at the time of this recording, which we're recording on Friday, March 3rd, um, I think there's like six teams tied for second right now, currently with like an 11 and eight record on their marks. So really it's a toss up for sure. Like the teams you mentioned, like like Indiana and Northwestern and Iowa, all these teams are, are pretty much locks. Illinois as well. Even though Illinois has been one of the most interesting teams just in terms of their off-court stuff this season with like their student section getting booshed by Iowa. Yeah. And like Matthew Meyer had like, what, caffeine- what was it, a caffeine <laughs> overdose or something? Yeah, I believe he drank like 
four monsters after one of their games and like had to go to the er or something so yeah like kind of just an the, idiot move but yeah like what the hell but um but yeah i think this tournament this is going to be in chicago and i'm gonna try to go to some games this coming week but really it's it's a really a toss-up i think i think purdue is probably going to make it to this championship game and then knock on wood for you i suppose but yeah. but then honestly from there anyone could run up in here like you mentioned that like to me, like Maryland and Rutgers are like, I think Maryland's in, but they cannot get a road win to save their life. Like a win at Penn State on Sunday would like look really good for them, but I don't know if they can do that. Rutgers has really fallen off. I don't know if you watched the Minnesota buzzer beater last night. That was pretty awesome. They've really fallen off since they lost, what's his name? Mawat Mag, I Bob think. Mag. Yes, yeah. ACL, starting yeah. guard. Tough loss. But they had even a tougher loss last night uh, at Minnesota, like you mentioned. If you haven't seen that clip, it, it's gold. But as well, it took like a 10-minute review after he, he hit the buzzer beater. Yeah, what the hell? Like, it was clearly, like, anyone could tell that it was off in time. And then just the Big Ten being the Big Ten, taking like 15 minutes to review an yeah. already obvious win. But, but yeah, then I think just Wisconsin and Michigan are grinding it out to get that final that final seeding. They're not really, they've lost some heartbreakers, both of them individually. Wisconsin lost a tough one to Michigan this past week, the overtime Hunter Dickinson, Hunter big Dickinson, <laughs> just tossing up a three. And then Michigan turns around and loses in double overtime to Illinois. So I think hopes are kind of fading for these teams. I think so. Michigan has to come into IU into Bloomington on Sunday. And that's a very scary matchup because they really have like, nothing to lose they're just gonna go for it i think so i think that's a must win for michigan and i think wisconsin has got to beat minnesota at least on sunday which they have coming up but other than that i i think it's i think it's a toss-up between who's going to go far on the tourney like in theory you could have what one two three four five six nine teams from the big 10 in the tournament which is bonkers so people will make the argument that the big 12 is the most competitive conference but i think it's the big 10 just because we just beat the hell out of each other every year especially this year and we're all very even keel and could beat anyone on every any given day and i wouldn't put it past ohio state just like they're starting <laughs> to they're starting to come alive a little bit they're figuring stuff out maybe possibly they could do some things but 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 no i think uh i think the big 10 is wacky this year what, what about you yeah, very well said. I think um, it's just, a, I think it is the deepest conference in the country. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's too much argument in that. And um, you mentioned the the big bubble teams are, are Michigan and Wisconsin currently. Yeah. Uh, Penn, Penn State has been playing well recently too. They're definitely True. making their way around that. But I do think they need a couple wins, at least in the Big Ten tournament, which will be tough. Yeah, lots to touch. I mean, Maryland, you mentioned as well. They really don't win away from home. So they can't. Yeah, and they're really good at home. Like they've beat, oh, they beat they're Purdue, they beat IU, they beat us. So they're almost unbeatable at home, and the, I like they're almost winless away, which is just wild. So I would say like the Big Ten tournament will be a good test for them, kind of just, kind of just like test the waters for March Madness, because mm -hmm. uh, they they are pretty much in. Obviously, they've had a couple bad losses recently, but they'll probably be like an eight, seven, uh, somewhere in that range. So the mm -hmm. first round of game there will be super interesting matchup wise but yeah i think it's pretty much wide open i think michigan is kind of red hot right now they're uh, scary you, yeah you mentioned uh the wisconsin hunter dickinson i mean that was an absolute prayer that basically saved their season um yeah. 
But then again, last night, like they did blow it a couple times against Illinois. So yeah. it's kind of give or take there. I feel like if they won that game last night, they had a really good shot of getting in. Mm-hmm. But going to IU Sunday, if they don't win that, they're going to be going into the Big Ten tournament extremely desperate. So, yeah. and basically the the whole seeding in the Big Ten tournament is weird as well. Yes. The first four seeds are just fighting for that double buy, the coveted double buy that everybody talks about. Yep. So Purdue's obviously going to have it. IU, I would assume, will will be in there as well. But the We're other, fighting for it, yeah. That is true. I guess it does come down to Sunday, but I, I'm just expecting them to to massacre Michigan, if I'm being honest, on, on senior night. Me too, uh, but I also expected that we would come out ablazing against Iowa after having a great performance <laughs> in West Lafayette, and then we came and had our worst performance in the Mike Woodson era. So That is true. I think well, Iowa has a little bit more uh, offensive firepower. And oh, my God, yeah. They shoot the hell out of the ball. Jeez. Jumped on the Hoosiers early, and, and there was no response. Michigan is a little bit more challenged. They've had a bunch of injuries as well. But yep. recently, I mean, Dickinson, he's been playing out of his mind too. So him and Trace on Sunday is definitely a matchup to, to look out for. But yeah, in general, if I was going to pick a championship game, um, I would leave Purdue out of it. I don't think they've been playing very well recently. That's true, yeah. Uh, before last night, they had lost four out of six. Last night, I mean, they played well last night, I guess. They they went into Wisconsin, which is a tough place to play, and one by two. Definitely. Uh, but again, I mean, Wisconsin's a bubble team who possibly will get in, possibly will not. Still not a great win, only beating them by two. But I mean, it is the Big Ten. Like you said, everybody just beats the crap out of each other. So Yeah, just to... take a win where you can get it, yeah. Exactly. If I had to pick a final, I'm going to go – I don't know. It's tough. I, I think I'm going to throw IU in there. Just Let's go. They have been playing well. I and love I... how gracious we're being to each other. I'm giving you Purdue. You're giving me IU. I love yeah, it. The give and take. That's all it's about. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Jalen Huchifino, that guy is ridiculous. I think he's an easy lottery pick. I hope uh, either the Thunder or the Pacers get him just because I, I have some sort of parting interest in those teams for some reason. Nice. Go with them. And then the other spot I think is, is a toss-up. I think if Northwestern keeps playing the way they are, boo-boo. <laughs> Honestly, probably the best backcourt in the league. Watch out for them in March. I like them going deep. Or mm-hmm. Iowa or Michigan State. I think both those teams as well. It just depends offensively how they are because Iowa defensively and Michigan State defensively is not good. But if they're no. shooting well, they can pretty much beat anybody in the country. So Yeah, they they very much live off their offense. Yeah. Um, and who knows, Northwestern might get that Chicago bump, might get a lot of fans there, but you are going to get a lot of IU fans too because we're the biggest alumni base of IU is in Chicago. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> I, I went like to against my better judgment i went to the northwestern game this year at northwestern where we got down big and made a big comeback and then boo booey broke our hearts in the final seconds push off or no push off you think push off but that's (laughs) coming from a biased iu fan but like that it was primarily indiana fans in there so like it was basically a home game for us and we still blew it with iu being good this year too that's especially when the fans turn up so i i would expect honestly a home court advantage there because yeah, Northwestern they have some fans. I think uh, tournament time they'll they'll have a bigger crowd uh, for March. They I think um, when they were in it like five years ago, they had a massive crowd when they were playing one seed, which was awesome. Right, Macintosh baby. Yeah, those are the iconic Northwestern teams I love, and yes. just like seeing them make a run is so much fun too. Kind of the smaller teams, even like Rutgers or even Maryland, I guess who hasn't been good in the past ten years really. Um, seeing them yeah. play in March is always fun. But yeah, other than that, I say we move on to the Hoopies. This is a new award that we wanted to introduce. Great name. Possibly we can change it in the future. But um, basically, we just want to hand out awards to the best guard and the best big man in the conference. 
basically kind of call out who we think might have a massive impact on the tournament. Uh, another sports betting thing that I like to do is like uh, do under over of a player's points. Um, so if you hear these names, I guess take the over. I maybe don't because uh, you know stuff that stuff that I say uh, in betting usually doesn't hit. But <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> go for it, Garter. Who do you want to hand out the hoopies to in the Big Ten? Uh, well, for guard, you know, I oh, I really want to give it to Jalen Hood Shafino, but when he's cold, he's cold, and when he's hot, he's hot. He he can he can be pretty inconsistent at times, and if him or Trace don't show up in a game, then we're we're cooked. You know, if TJD doesn't show up either, so I think I'm just gonna throw caution to the wind and give it to Boo Booey just for fun. Um, I think he's been playing out of his mind lately. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder being one of these guys that returned to Northwestern with all these guys. And we're like, we're here to prove something. Chris Collins was on the hot seat. Most of the early this season, I think yes. he's firmly not anymore. So I think I'm going to give, I'm going to give him for the guard. And then I think for big man, I'm obviously going to do trace Jackson Davis. Uh, as much as I do respect Edie's game, he is a beast. I just think trace is just a little more versatile in terms of what he can do with footwork and things like that but i mean Edie is a beast and we'll probably win naismith player of the year if i had to or the wooden award if i had to, if i had to guess i think that's the smart money if you're a betting man i don't know if you'll get a big payout for it but i would do ed in this time <laughs> yeah i was looking at the wooden award odds i think it was last night and is he still top yeah so first was zach ed i think it was like minus i don't know, i think it was like minus five thousand maybe ten oh 000. god <laughs> But second place was Trace Jackson Davis at like yeah. 3,000. So, hey, Trace could go off like in, in the Big Ten tournament, maybe, you know, make a little push for it. Mm -hmm. uh, wooden award-wise, I would probably say Edie has it locked up. Mm -hmm. However, uh, my hoopies are going to the exact same two that you picked. Buddy. Oh, let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on the right track already. Uh, we got, I think this is a golden chemistry here with, with the, the crossover. But um, Bowie, I'll tell you what, this guy's just got heart. Um yeah. We talked about Doug Collins as well. I, I think he's a solid coach overall and maybe deservedly uh, was on the hot seat early. He's not going anywhere for a long time, I don't think, anymore. And no. Just the way Boo Booey plays. I mean, it, defense really does come first at Northwestern, uh, which I really do respect, especially in the Big Ten, where, I mean, half the teams really, like, hone in on defense. Half teams literally could not care less about defense. Uh, <laughs> but he's one of the best defensive guards and I think underrated in, in that aspect. But scoring-wise as well, I mean, he can do it all. He's got the floater game. He can go inside even though he's only like 5'6". Uh, I mean, obviously, he can light it up from three anytime he wants. He's kind of got that versatility. He's also a great passer. I mean, Chase Haddish, he's got guys he can he can pass to as well on the wings. Yeah, he's got Bobby shooters. They, they definitely have a, a good offensive concept, I think, at Northwestern. Um, and he plays it to perfection. I mean, they had a couple guys transfer out as well, Pete Nance and um, – the guy on Duke, the big center, he sucks. But those were probably before the <laughs> season, people would have said maybe they're two best players. Like they would have been starting, I would think. And for them to transfer out and for Northwestern to be as good as they are, I think a lot of it has to do with Boo Booey. So he's definitely my pick. And then my second hoopie, yeah. I mean, I, I as of right now, I think Trace Jackson Davis probably is the best player in the conference. Uh, Zach Eady early in the season really dominated. But a lot of people have kind of just been double teaming him a lot more, which I mean is fair. And they've been fouling him a lot more. So he's been going yeah. to, and he is a, he's a decent free throw shooter, but just like statistically and how he can change the game is kind of a lot different compared to trace. Like you said, I mean, footwork, uh, he's a lot better inside. 
He's got a ridiculous amount of moves. And again, defensively, I think Trace is the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. I mean, he averages around, I, I believe, like two and a half to three blocks a game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially for his height. Like height-wise compared to Edie, you would think he – I mean, I think Edie probably has like two blocks a game too, to be fair. But um, I like Trace a lot. Also, the lefty factor. Um, I think being True. a lefty is, is kind of an unfair advantage in, in life <laughs> and in sports. So uh, It's the X factor, baby. Exactly. So come March, uh, if there's a team with a lot of lefties, uh, you know, that'd be my my thing to pick them. Oh, yeah. that'd be a good way to pick teams, actually. <laughs> the number of lefties on a team. Yeah, whoever has more lefties in their rotation. Bet like on that. that. We'd see what happens. I love that. Um, but cool. I say we move on to the last category per conference we're going to go through, and that is the Dark Horse nominee. So, Carter, who do you think, who isn't an obvious pick to go to the championship, but uh, could make a deep run in the Big Ten tourney? I'm thinking the Big Ten tourney, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, that I think if Michigan gets really mad that they can make a run. Yeah. Um, I think if Jawan Howard can, you know, maybe he can hit somebody, he can strike a, another coach in the in the the handshake <laughs> line, then maybe he can spark some some fire with these guys. But I think Michigan could make a, a run because that just seems like if they want to turn it on, they'll turn it on in March. But again, I'm just going to just float out that Mm-hmm. I'm getting some feelings for Ohio State. Now they'll probably lose their first game, and then I'll take <laughs> I'll double back on that. But for right now, I think Michigan might be able to make a run, which is a little frightening. Yeah, and uh, I definitely agree with you. I think Michigan has the ability, especially the team that that they're playing right now. Um, Kobe Bufkin has shot out of a cannon this month and yeah. been just insane. Um, and then Hunter Dickinson, I feel like a little bit like they are a team of destiny with that Hunter Dickinson shot. You just do not see that much with with a game that important on the bubble. So I definitely yeah. back that. Uh, Ohio State is an interesting one. <laughs> I think, um, before uh, they had won at home uh, on senior night, actually, this weekend, I think they mm-hmm. had lost like 12 or something Big Ten games in a row. So fair yeah. enough them getting a win. Uh, at least they have a little bit of momentum going into the tournament. But I might bet my bank account that they're losing first round. Uh, yeah, that's uh, probably fair. But you know who they did beat? One of those two uh, Big Ten conference wins or three? Iowa. Yeah, no, they have some good wins too under the belt. Non-conference, they weren't bad either. They kind of just got stuck with some some bad injuries at the wrong time. And I think Chris Holtman might be on his way out too. I don't think he's the best coach, even though he's a Butler guy. Uh, but anyway, Rick Patino coming in. You heard it here first. I can see that. Ohio State is scummy enough to hire Rick Patino. So that's I true. That's true. My dark horse pick was Michigan as well. Um, but we've Great talked minds. on them a little bit. But I think they they are tourney worthy. You know, I think a couple wins will get them in the first four, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about later as well. Who we think is going to be the last couple teams in. Uh, but my other dark horse is Penn State. Uh, they've been playing well. Ooh. Yeah, I really like their offensive formula too. Obviously surrounded by Jalen Pickett, who yep. uh, we did not mention for the Hoopies, but um, he he's he's kind of like a guard and a big both, so it's kind of hard to place him there. Yep. And Penn State they kind of unraveled a little bit in March, but they did pick up a couple good wins. So it's kind of just like who's going to show up um, if they're hitting shots. Obviously that offense is pretty tough to beat. Shout out Funk, uh, the white guy, uh, <laughs> I believe against IU he had about seven or eight threes. Yep. Um, he came to town against Purdue and was like over 10. So if that guy shows up, uh, they are a different team. And um, yeah, I, I like their formula. Micah Shrewsbury is obviously a former Purdue assistant. So he does, I think, uh, you know, put effect a, a better defense than they had before, you know, the, the first couple seasons he was there. Uh, so they're stronger on that end. But 
those are kind of the teams on the bubble who I feel like they need to fight for the tournament. So they're kind of going to show up more, you know, prepared and, and, and ready to do battle. For uh, sure. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up the Big Ten. Like you said perfectly, I think it's going to be a mess. I wouldn't be surprised if two like super lower seeds are in the final just because that's the way the conference has been this year. But yep. should be a lot of fun. I was thinking about making the track to Chicago. Uh, we will see. But I thought it was in India again this year, if I'm being honest. That would have been nice. I was like, when am I getting tickets? Like, I'm going to all these games. It's like, eh, it's in Chicago. Maybe we'll go next year. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wherever it is next year, I don't know. Uh, it's got to just be Chicago, Indy. Chicago, Indy. Like, don't go to D.C. like they did that one random year just yeah. to accommodate for Rutgers. That was a nightmare. So True. Nobody cares about Rutgers anyways. <laughs> True. But anyway. Let's uh, swiftly move on to the next, the, the second biggest conference we are saying out of these five. And you mentioned earlier as well, it is the Big 12. Yeah. And, um, this is a hard-hitting conference. Well, currently on the web index, uh, it looks like we have seven teams who are definitely in. So let's run through those pretty quickly. Okay. And a lot of these are on the higher end of seed-wise too. I believe the top six are all within at least a five seed. But first off, obviously, uh, Kansas Jayhawks, the defending champs. Um, and then as well, uh, we got Texas Longhorns, one of the most experienced teams in the country. Pair that with Baylor, who's just a couple of years off a, a national championship. They're going to be tough to beat in March. Kansas State Wildcats, pro- probably the biggest surprise in the conference. A couple of elite players uh, on that squad. TCU Horn Frogs, they got Mike Miles back. They're dangerous. Iowa State, who has been unbelievably bad this month. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, They'll definitely still get in. Their, their resume is pretty solid. They have a lot mm-hmm. of good wins. And then lastly, this team's kind of on the bubble. But, well, I, I guess they kind of are. West Virginia Mountaineers, I believe at this moment they are win. They have a lot of quality one wins. Quad, wow. I can't die. Quality quad one wins. Um, But they do have a lot of losses too. I believe they're sitting at 17 and 13 or 16 and 14. One of those. So not a great record, but I, I believe they are pretty safely in. But yeah, we were talking a little bit about earlier carter but what do you think about this conference in general again this is what the nation is saying is the best conference in college basketball i think it's great but i just think from bottom to top the big Big 10 is still the most competitive whereas here the top like six or seven are really going for it i'm with you with west virginia i think all they really need is like like a win this weekend would be huge like they have kansas state and then just like to win maybe one or one in the big 12 tourney should be okay it's wild because they're like they're six and 11 in their conference as of right now. That's just how loaded the big 12 is. Like all those losses are to like top 25 teams. So I don't think they have bad losses. I just think they have a lot of them, which could hurt it in the long run. Um, You know, it has non-conference wins against like Pitt and Florida, like Florida's not making it. I don't think, but, uh, but Pitt, you know, has a shot. Um, Other than that. Yeah. From what you said, everyone really has a shot here in March with all these teams um texas has been cool to watch despite all the chris beard drama that's been going down that they're still hitting it hard and actually winning games a big senior-led team always like to trust seniority in march against my better judgment iowa state is interesting because they just dismissed their third leading scorer from the team i think was today or yesterday yesterday caleb grill they're basically their best shooter um yeah but it seemed like he had a lot going on mentally uh he he made a really big uh, like really long, I guess, Twitter post. Yeah. Um, kind of saying his mental health was way off all season. And then he ended up getting dismissed due to him just saying something he wasn't supposed to. 
Uh, yeah, it was very vague. Yeah, it's been something pretty bad. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, it'll probably come out at some point, but that is a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this conference is is strong. Again, they've been I think they've lost six of their last seven. So they've kind of really fallen off a little bit, but they have enough to get them in for sure. And I mean, Kansas, I read a stat the other day. They haven't lost on senior night in 40 years, which is bonkers. So. <laughs> I think they're going to make a deep run in the tournament as well. And then TCU, I'm just worried for just in the short term that they have a trap game against Oklahoma coming up because the Barstool Storm the Court guys came to TCU this week and they were like in their locker room celebrating with them. I think they're going to have a trap game at Oklahoma just because of that. I think they got the Barstool curse on them. So, yeah. And also they have the ugliest court in college basketball (laughs) up there with like Oregon and people like that. I agree uh, wholeheartedly with that. Uh, I don't even know what it is. It's like little uh, horns. Like scales or something. Yeah, yeah. Scales. But uh, <laughs> it looks terrible. I kind of like Oregon's court more, which is saying a lot because that court is also disgusting. Yep. Um, but yeah, I did see Barstool's there. TCU is an interesting one because I feel like they lose to teams maybe they shouldn't, but then they also beat teams they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and home court is a massive thing in, in the Big 12 as well. I mean, Kansas, it's almost impossible to win there. Um, yeah. But again, come March, I mean, away, you know, neutral games. That's really, I think, the most important thing. And I think the team that probably will go deepest here is Texas. You said experience. I mean, they they absolutely massacred the transfer portal the past couple seasons. Obviously picked up Marcus Carr from Minnesota a couple seasons ago. Yep. Picked up Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State this year, who is possibly the biggest get in the transfer portal. And even though, like, statistically i think he's averaging another like 10 points a game he's he's probably like their fourth option it's pretty nice to have a guy like that um but overall they got christian bishop from from creighton as well they got a bunch of guys and uh, i think they're going to be really good a a couple teams on the bubble you mentioned oklahoma um they're pretty far out looking in if they did get a win against tcu i think they would have a good shot um if they did win a couple games in the big 12 tournament as well just because they're kind of similar to West Virginia in that they do have good wins. Notably, they they beat the crap out of Alabama um, True. a month ago. So if they do string a couple together, they have a pretty good case overall, I would say. Um, and then a couple other teams on the bubble, Oklahoma State, uh, the Cowboys, yeah. and then Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, who Texas Tech just had a god-awful start to the Big 12 season. Yes. They went something like 0-8, 0-9. But they found their footing. They were kind of struck by injuries as well, but they actually do have a pretty good team. And I believe in my last uh, web index, I, I had them as the last team in, which mm. uh, I believe they've slid down a little bit. They've lost a couple of games in a row here, but it is the Big 12 Conference and, and their schedule is brutal. So you definitely yeah. have to put that in there. And Oklahoma State's kind of the same thing uh, as West Virginia and Oklahoma and, and everyone else in this conference. All these bubbles, yeah. You're just going to have losses here. I mean, it's called the Big 12, but I believe there's only 10 teams. So we have (laughs) six who are definitely in and then four on the bubble. So, I mean, this is a good conference and it's hard to differentiate kind of who's the best and who's the worst because everybody plays everybody. And, you know, there's nowhere really to hide here. Um, But the bubble is going to be interesting. Like, does the committee think, you know, just throw them all in because it's that good of a conference? Or are they going to exclude the bottom three? Because you're like, I can't have everybody in. Like, this isn't a handout here. So it will be uh, what happens. I think, and at least in my mind right now, I don't think Oklahoma's in. It's interesting because the last game of the season for Oklahoma State and Texas Tech, they play each other in the regular season. 
Yeah. So I think the winner of that can feel pretty good. And then I think the loser of that needs to win. Like it'd be nice if they won the big 12 tourney, that'd be good for them. <laughs> but you know, I think their chances are starting to diminish the, the more we go, cause we're going to lose these matchups, but, but yeah, that's what I think too. And I think West Virginia is pretty much, uh, I know they're on, they might be on the bubble, but I think they're on the right side of the bubble. Um, I think they're in, but yeah, this is a, this is a wild conference and very similar to the big 10 in that regard. Yeah. This tournament, I think as well, almost every game is just a great matchup. And I think pretty much anybody could make a run. Who who would be your prediction for who's going to go to the champion? Well, again, we don't know how the seedings will look at this time, but at this moment, I think it's like Kansas versus Texas in my mind. Um, I'm going with seniority of Texas and the post Chris Beard trying to prove things. And then Kansas is just really good. Um, they have a bunch of weapons, Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick. I just love <laughs> chanting Dick at the games. It's great stuff. Um, and I think Kansas wins. I just think that they are, I don't want to spoiler spoil categories that we'll get to later, but they're one of the top four teams in this tournament, I think, uh, going into it. So I think Kansas will maybe walk away with another, uh, big 12 tournament championship here. What about you? Yeah, that would not surprise me in the slightest. I think they probably are the best overall team. Um, they don't go too deep in their bench either. I really, I mean, they play small more than anything else. Definitely one of the best starting fives. Dewan Harris is probably the most underrated player in the country, I would say, their point guard. And also KJ Adams, who's really coming to his own this year, basically playing like point center. It's really yeah. just a huge system they have. And defensively, they're shut down as well. Jalen Wilson, obviously the main defensive anchor on that national championship team last year. They got Kevin McCuller, who was a transfer from Texas Tech. The the, the tough transfers are the ones uh, in conference as well, going from rival school to rival. That school. is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kevin McCuller was absolutely hearing it um, at Texas Tech this year, uh, but yeah. he also scored the game winning bucket. So, you know, it goes both ways. But for me, it's difficult. I think I would pick Kansas as well to go. And I think I want to pick Baylor as well. I nice. really, really love their backcourt. Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, and Keontae George. Probably yeah. the best three shooters uh, on one team in the country. It's Honestly, it's going to be hard for me to leave any three of those teams, Kansas, Texas, or Baylor, out of my final four, just depending on the draw, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, depending on the draw of the Big 12 tournament, too, there's going to be teams yeah, that just go through a gauntlet just to get to the final. But yeah, for me, it probably would be Kansas winning it all, too. So I think we will agree on that. Uh, it's time for more hoopies, Carter. Uh, who do you want to give the hoopies out for the Big 12? Hoopies. I um I probably need a ruling on this. Um, yeah. For guard, I want to give it to Keontae George. But yeah. then I don't know what I want to like. I don't know how to determine what Jalen Wilson is. Ooh, um, I think he could go either way. I, I think uh, he, he probably, he plays, he plays mostly kind of power forward. So yeah. Okay. Then I'll do Keontae George and, and, and Jalen Wilson. Um, I very much could have done an all Kansas hoopies here, but I just wanted to, you know, spread the wealth a little bit and give it out. You know, part of me wanted to give the guard spot to Marcus Carr just for the, uh, the big 10 sympathy um, because right. he, he messed us up at Minnesota many of the times he was good player but uh yeah. but yeah i think i'm just gonna go Keontae george and, and jalen wilson here yeah good picks you really can't go wrong i think in this conference like you said you could pick anybody from kansas really and i wouldn't argue with you for me though i'm gonna go with the dynamic duo i think it's weird statistically maybe they are the best uh guard and uh forward in the conference 
I'm going with the K-State double uh, at guard, the 5'8", absolute legend, Marquise Noel. And then at the big, uh, you know, a legend in his own right, the Florida legend, uh, Keontae Johnson. Yes. A couple just of my favorite players to watch. Uh, Marquise Noel, obviously so small, but such a good shooter, such a good passer. I had to go look up his stats because why not? He's averaging 17 points and eight assists, and he's 5'8 in the Big 12. I think that's ridiculous. That inspires me. That could be us, you know? <laughs> True. That could be anybody. That that truly is inspirational. <laughs> um, then Keontae Johnson, I mean, coming off the heart problems he was having at Florida, obviously yeah. two years ago he had unbelievably scary collapse during a game. Basically took an entire year off just to make sure, like, you know, his body was okay to play basketball and then transfer to Kansas State and, and do what he's doing this year at, a, at an all-conference level. I think it's awesome. And Kansas State is a dangerous team. They were picked, uh, I believe, dead last uh, preseason. Yeah. Uh, they, they had, again, a couple transfers out. Nigel Pack, who's one of the best shooters in the country, went to Miami, who I'll bring up a lot later. But he Ooh. left Kansas State. If they still had him, they might be a one seed right now. It's um, wild to yeah. think of. Jeez. Yeah. Watch out for the Wildcats in March and in this tournament, though. Didn't really mention them to go deep, but that's just because there's a ridiculous amount of good teams. But yeah, got to shout them out for the Hoopies. Uh, yeah, look, moving into the last year, who would be your dark horse for the Big 12 card? Uh, it's hard to pick a dark horse because I don't think they're like, is any per se, because I think they're yeah. all really solid. That's but I'll go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and go TCU, even though I don't think they're a dark horse. If Texas Tech can make a run, I, I'll go for them. But I think of all of them, I think TCU seems like just the most fun, I think. I'd like to see them go far. Like if if it's not Kansas or Baylor or Texas, I think it might be. Or Kansas State. I don't think it's going to be Iowa State because I think they've lost too much and are getting bad at the wrong time. So I'll go with TCU. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, TCU was my pick as well. Nice. We're two for two on dark horses. But yeah, I mean, you can't really call Kansas, Texas, Baylor, K-State. You can't call them dark horses. Like yeah. you said, Iowa State, eh, they're pretty much irrelevant. Um, <laughs> past that, I would say I like West Virginia a lot. Shout out Eric Stevenson, who's a transfer from South Carolina, which I actually just found out about, but one yeah. of the best shooters uh, in the conference. So I love him as well. But TCU, I mean, if they're healthy, they are very hard to beat. Mike Miles, as I mentioned earlier, one of the best players in the conference. And Eddie Lampkin as well. They're, they're big men. There's not a lot of big, big guys in this conference. Uh, but Lamke is one of them. So I'd say uh, watch out for him, possibly in the tournament, if he is healthy, big asterisk there. But yeah, again, not too many dark horses really in this conference because everybody's pretty respected. Awesome. I say we keep it rolling along to the next big conference, and that would be the Southeastern Conference, the old SEC. This isn't football now, but mm. uh, they're pretty decent at basketball this year. And um, right now the Wimp Index currently has six teams firmly in. Alabama, uh, clearly one of the best teams in the country, but they have a lot going on, you know, behind Woof. <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get into. Tennessee's also in, although they just lost their best uh, guard, Zakai Ziegler. To, mm -hmm. I, I believe it was confirmed. I don't know if they actually released a, a press statement, but he tore his ACL. Yeah. Senior night, I think. It was just brutal because uh, the guy's really, really good player, and I do enjoy watching him a lot, but they mm -hmm. defensively are elite, so they're definitely in. Texas A&M has made a massive run uh, in February, and they uh, they were on the bubble, in, you know, in January, but definitely not anymore. Missouri's in; they got a lot of good wins. Uh, Arkansas, they're definitely in. A lot of talent, a lot of NBA talent on that team too. Should be fun to watch. And then Kentucky's made a, a decent little run in March as well. 
people were wanting Calipari's head pretty early on in the season, which is not yeah. coming from Kentucky fans, but uh, they're ranked now. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be five, six, seven seeds somewhere in that range. But yeah, Carter, talk to me. What, what do you think about the SEC? Uh, well, just as we just left off Kentucky, like, yeah, a month ago, we were prognosticating like that they were not going to even make the tournament. And then people were calling for that lifelong contract that Cal has over there in Lexington to get rid of that. Let's buy him out guys. He can't do it anymore. And then he did what Calipari does and silenced the haters, I suppose. So they're back in it. I would say uh, firmly Alabama is just a big wolf for me right now. Like spoiler, I would give before this past month, and before we even invented the hoopies, I would have given Brandon Miller my hoopie. <laughs> yeah. But in good conscience, I cannot do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a whole nightmare. You might have uh, someone who was an accessory to murder on your team, still playing for your team. Nate Oates is a clown handling this situation. It's really quite a shame. That being said, they're one of the best basketball teams in the country still. Sadly, but, yeah. <laughs> sadly. But I, I don't know. It's a whole different story if this whole Brandon Miller thing, uh, knowing that it's NCAA basketball and nothing will probably happen. They'll play in the tournament probably. And then they'll probably, you know, end up going very far. I don't think anything will happen there. Tennessee. That's a heartbreaking story. Um, we'll see if they can rally behind that. And then just Missouri, I think, um, you know, they were one of the final remaining undefeated teams in the country back in the day. They have 22 wins. So they got that going for them. And they can have a nice win versus Ole Miss tomorrow, and they'll they'll feel good about their sights for the tourney. But then uh, on the bubble side, mm-hmm. I, I think Arkansas is pretty much firmly in. But I think they need they suffered some bad losses, but they also beat who they were supposed to beat and lost to who they were supposed to lose to. I think so. Nothing really quite shocking there. But then I don't know what the web index says about these three teams, but Mississippi State. Yeah. Auburn and pa, I mean, I'm just throwing Vandy in there for fun since they just upset Kentucky on senior night the yeah. other night. I don't know what the web index says, but Mississippi state most likely feels in if they beat Vandy on Saturday, they'd feel a lot better. Probably mm-hmm. Auburn should feel pretty good. Also, I don't think they necessarily need to be, they play Tennessee on Saturday without Ziegler. They could maybe do it. It's a doable win. They'd probably feel really good after that. I think Vandy needs to win the SEC tourney probably to get in, but I just like watching the Jerry Stackhouse shenanigans of him as head coach and all this stuff. So, so yeah, that's what I got on the bubble. What's the web index say about that though? <laughs> the web index, uh, I wish it liked Vandy more because I love them. <laughs> They're the classic buzzer beater team. If you're yep. down two against Vandy with 10 seconds left, you're not winning. It's not, um, but love them. I, I would love to see them make a deep run, uh, in, in either tournament, really, but especially, obviously, the SEC because they need it. But then Mississippi State and Auburn, I believe both of them are in right now. Um, nope. I think – well, they both are decently on the bubble. They're probably two of the teams who are just past the, the last four in. Um, Auburn, this month has not been that good, really, and they had a really good chance to beat Alabama uh, last weekend. They yep. lost, I believe, in overtime. It might have been double overtime, whatever, but that would have been a really nice win to ensure they were in the tournament. And then Mississippi State, yeah, like you said, they they just came off a couple good wins. They were pretty much out looking in coming into uh, February, but they worked their way uh, through a couple tough conference wins. I believe they took down A&M and Kentucky in the month. Um, so shout out to them. I, I do have Mississippi State currently in as well. Uh, yeah, just in general, I think this conference has a lot of contenders. 
but also a couple teams who have zero to little chance. And one of those teams for me is Tennessee. Um, yeah. Defensively, they are ranked, I, I still believe, in the, in the top five in defensive efficiency. Uh, but offensively, without Ziegler, they're going to be lost. They don't really have any backup guards anyways. So uh, I am kind of excited to see them maybe lose a 15 seed first, Sean. I'd love to see that. <laughs> uh, Alabama, yeah. I mean, Brandon Miller, obviously that whole situation. I believe it was one of their players on the bench, too, who – uh, committed the murder. Uh, so shout out to him. I don't even know his name, but he is. Uh, they, he's no longer on the team, though. That yeah. he's not there. But, <laughs> but yeah. I don't I'm surprised Nate Oates uh, had the stones to do that. Jeez. Uh, that's that. My, uh, I really like Missouri and Arkansas as well. Arkansas kind of has been battling injuries. Nick Smith, who's a highly touted prospect, has been out pretty much all year, but he's finally mm. back. And they have a couple of good guards as well. Great transfer, Ricky Council, who's extremely underrated. Yep. And Missouri, who you mentioned too, uh, if you read up uh, on my blog, shout out the World Wide Web as well. Just quick plug there. Also a great name. <laughs> Thank you. Another one I've asked. Uh, other than Hoopy, I think that would probably be my best. <laughs> but um, they were one of my sleeper picks early in the year to go deep. So Ooh. if Missouri gets a good draw, I, I think they will probably be like an eight or nine seed. And there's always an eight or nine seed who beats a one. So hopefully they don't match up with Purdue. Uh, if Purdue is a one, <laughs> they'll probably beat the crap out of them. I like them as well. Uh, yeah, a lot of interesting teams. I think there could be a lot of, you know, different matchups in the championship game. Uh, who, who are you picking though? Uh, for me, I, I, I just don't want to go with Alabama, although I think that's who's going to win it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm putting them in and then I'm putting um, Kentucky in just because I think they're coming alive at the right time. I think they're figuring out. I think Sheboy's starting to play like a national player of the year again. Um after he struggled for a little bit there so i'm just gonna do them i really hope that alabama just like gets bounced in the first round though that'd be great it'd be great if they lost to a 16 c when they got to the tourney also (laughs) that would just be beautiful we get a umbc back in the tourney but that's who i think it is but i'm gonna spoil my dark horse pick also right here because i think arkansas can can make a run so that's gonna be my sleeper pick and then also maybe my championship matchup pick as well yeah, the must like bus, him. baby. <laughs> I love must bus. Underrated coach in Nevada for a lot of years here. Nobody knows that. I, I, my, I, I think for me, it is gonna come down to Bama versus Kentucky as well. Yeah, with Tennessee pretty much out of the picture, I think Kentucky is the the second most serious candidate. They have been playing a lot better too, and and they do have a a fun system with a lot of shooters, which is kind of surprising. Mm. Uh, Reeves has been playing out of his mind. They also have the the Iowa transfer, uh, the white guy who I don't remember his name, but he's pretty good. He didn't start like the first 10 games of the year and they were terrible. And then he got inserted in the lineup. He's like, oh, Kentucky's not bad. Sheboy, like you said, he's found his way. He, he's a good player. And uh, I think they are still a little bit mad about St. Peter's, obviously. That's pretty embarrassing. So uh, I think they're going to come into March pretty pretty motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's, it's hoopy time. You said you're not going to give it to Brandon Miller, which I love. Hell no. God, no. Um, I'm going to give my hoopy just because like, I really am feeling good about it. Arkansas for some reason, even though they just lost two in a row. But, you know, it was to Alabama and Tennessee. But I'm going to give it to Ricky Council, the fourth. I just think he's a good guard, fun guard to watch. Also, maybe an NBA prospect. Who knows? Fun team to watch. So I'm going to give it to him. And then I think Shibway is going to come alive. So I'm going to give Oscar Shibway the other one. I just think that they didn't know how to play with all this talent for a little bit, which also always happens with the Kentucky team. It's just a lot of talent and they don't know how to meld off. And um, so I'm going to give it to Shibway just for benefit of the doubt there. But 
I, I would have loved to give it to someone on Tennessee, maybe Viscovi. I don't know if you're going to go that direction, but, um, but yeah, that's what I got for you. What you got? Good picks. I will concur as well with Oscar Shibwe. I feel like he is pretty much undoubtedly the best big man in the conference. I don't think there's too much uh, argument there. Uh, in guard wise, I am going to give it to Brandon Miller. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. And he can hold on to it. He can sleep with it when he's in jail. You know, he may be an accessory to a murder, but <laughs> this is all alleged. So I'm going to go with the OJ Simpson route and uh, say, let him play. Sure, uh, sure. They're not going to hold him out of the tournament, I don't think. And no, they won't. He also is like 6'9", so I don't know if he's technically a guard, but I mean, he chucks threes like he's Steph Curry, so I'm going to count it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we can move swiftly on and not talk too much about Brandon. Uh, you already mentioned your dark horse. Uh, Arkansas is a great pick, I think, and Ricky Council is a hell of a player. I am going to go Missouri. I've already been talking him up. Uh, oh, yeah. A really fun offensive game, too. Uh, their head coach, it's his first year. Uh, he was at Cleveland State last year, who did make a tournament appearance, didn't do too True. much. But they have a really fun system. He brought a lot of transfers as well from Cleveland State and elsewhere. But they have a deep squad. They play like eight or nine usually. Love getting up and down. Love chucking threes. So, I mean, they are consistent, inconsistent, excuse me, uh, but they do have a really fun offense. So if they get hot, I mean, they, they can beat anybody, like I mentioned. But, yeah, Missouri Tigers, shout out. Uh, never really a good basketball program, but this year may be uh, your best shot in a while to do something. So They were a two-seed at one point in history. I do remember that, but that's about it. Yeah, that they lost uh, to a 15. A lot of two-seeds losing to 15s coming up here. Weird. Yeah, man. Uh, I think we're speaking it into existence. It's going to happen again this year. But yeah, let's keep it rolling. Moving along to our next conference. That would be the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC Having a bit of a down year usually would be considered probably the best conference in basketball the past 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. They still do have their mainstays who are definitely in. Currently, the Web Index has Virginia in. They got a good squad. I, I think uh, they'll probably be 3-4 seed. But again, for the ACC, that, that's pretty low for your best team. And then behind them, Miami, who I personally love. Uh, Duke as well is definitely in. And then there's kind of a lot of iffy ones on the bubble. Uh, I think we're going to say for our sakes that NC State is definitely in. Uh, they're probably on that 8-9 line. They got a really good team. A lot of fun young guys there. Uh, but the bubble is an absolute mess. I'll just run through everybody who we have super quick, and then we can we can talk about them. Please. But kind of, kind of Pittsburgh, they did just lose to Notre Dame, which is a terrible, terrible loss. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, but they were ranked, so they have some respect. And uh, I know the ESPN has been putting in them on the bubble all year, but I believe they're in. But at the same time, I wouldn't be that surprised if they got left out just because it is Pitt. Uh, but the big one is uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, Oof. who, I mean, coming off of a national championship game uh, appearance last year and bringing back four starters from that team and being desperate for a couple wins deep into March, I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely talk about them. And then Clemson is probably on the fringe, and then Wake Forest and Virginia Tech definitely need some work in the ACC tournament. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this, uh, the ACC in general? I agree with you. Virginia, Miami, Duke, all in. Virginia probably will – they have at least a share of the ACC title. They play Louisville at home for the last game, so I think they'll probably snag that up. Miami does play Pitt for a chance at the share uh, coming up this weekend. We'll see. I think Duke has found their footing at the right time. There was a moment where they were not in the top 25. They were kind of figuring it out. People were already thinking that the John Shire era was over uh, before it even began. Um, So they figured it out and they will most certainly be in the tourney. 
the UNC is fascinating. They have the opportunity to be a, the only team in history to be the number one overall seed or the o- number one overall rank in the country preseason and not make the tournament. That's never happened. That'd be awesome. Um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> they have to have to beat Duke this weekend. That's yeah. a must win. Um, otherwise, I think they have to win a lot of games in the ACC tournament, which the selection committee often undervalues those wins in the ACC tournament that are in any conference tournament. As we found out last year with uh, Indiana, who was on the bubble, um, even after they beat Michigan and Illinois, I, I digress. UNC, I, I don't know. They're really on the outside looking in for me. I think Pitt's in. NC State has been really fun to watch and to be in the conversation as the best uh, Carolina team in yep. this year, which has been fun to watch. And then I think Clemson should probably be in. They cannot lose to Notre Dame on Saturday. That'll hurt. Um, and if Notre Dame is hot right now, Mike Bray was out at the bar after this dub, drinking <laughs> with the college students, having Jameson shots. He's feeling himself. So we will see. Like, you know, Clemson, you know, they beat Duke and NC State, but they've lost to Boston College and Louisville. So that's yeah. tough for them. And I don't know about Virginia Tech and uh, Wake Forest. I think they're very much on the on the wrong side of history right now in terms of making the tourney. Yeah, I agree with you. I think most of these teams – do have good wins, but also very bad losses. Yeah. I think Clemson uh, pretty much will just get left out uh, unless they win the entire ACC tournament just because they lost to Louisville, which That's is tough. an abomination of laws. But yeah, I think the big, big game pretty much this entire weekend is Carolina at Duke. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to determine, you know, kind of their fate, I think, in a little bit. Because yep. they probably win, they'll probably win a game or two in the ACC tournament, I would expect, just because the conference is not that deep. But they need they need another quad one win desperately. Uh, but yeah, is that a home game? Is that at the Dean Dome or is that at Cameron? It's at it, Dean Dome, isn't it? Yeah, it is at home for Carolina. Actually, okay. I spoke. Oh, uh, they, they did play uh, at Cameron earlier in the year, and they again blew a game there. Yeah, um, but yeah, in general, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Clemson. I don't know. It, it's tough to judge. Out of the Carolina teams, I kind of like Clemson more than North Carolina, but just because Carolina has that reputation. I don't think they're going to leave them out of the tournament, especially yeah, if that's always tough. This this, yeah. uh, this weekend, so it, it'll be interesting. But um, who who do you think is going to be the champ game for the ACC tournament? I like the way Virginia's playing right now. Um, they're a really fun team to watch. Uh, I really like Tony Bennett. He's one of my favorite coaches uh, in college basketball. I like that he can do the pack line defense, and I love that Archie Miller tried it for five years and could never do it. Um, so he is now sucking it up at Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, I worked for that man for three years. Uh, respect to you, coach. Um, and then I think NC State is just really fun right now. Ooh. I'm putting them in the championship game, and I'll just spoil and say that they're also my dark horse pick also at the, yeah. at the moment. But I think Virginia will win it. I think it, I'm just manifesting an ACC where Duke and North Carolina are not in the championship game, and I love that. So yeah. that's what I'm feeling. What about you? I think the country backs you, and uh, we want new teams in the in the ACC uh absolutely championship for me i'm gonna pick virginia as well to go that far mm-hmm. i think um i don't know i think uh, the march madness bracket will be a toss-up for them it really is all about who they draw there because i mean defensively they are always one of the best teams in the country but offensively if you pick you know who to guard and who not to guard you can kind of you know hold them to 50 points but they're also going to hold you to 50 points and it just comes down to the end but in this tournament, I like them going far. And then matching up with them, I love Miami this year. Yeah, you do. I think personally, again, if they don't draw like Kansas or somebody ridiculously good, 
uh, they're walking into my final four, which is always a curse because uh, they always lose the first weekend. But I'm saying <laughs> it out right already. I'm picking Miami. I love them. Such good guard play. Uh, Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, uh, and then underrated bigs too. Uh, Jordan Miller, I think, is the most underrated player in the country. And uh, their coach, uh, the old man, Jim Laranega, still kicking somehow. Uh, looks <laughs> yeah. like kicking it, at, you know, in the retirement home soon, but love that guy. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna go with those two in the final. Uh, should be an interesting tournament, though, I think, uh, especially this tournament. There could be a lot of upsets. Boston College isn't terrible. Like you said, they've beat uh, a couple of decent teams. Virginia Tech's taking down Virginia. Wake. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. <laughs> if Louisville makes one, I'd be surprised. If you want, you know, to make insane amount of money, just put like a dollar on Louisville to to win the yeah. tournament. And basically, if they win it all, you've basically won the lottery. So do it. A dog literally shit on their court at halftime the other day. <laughs> so I mean, just ride that wave, baby. The Kenny Payne era. It's wonderful. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you everything, yeah, I don't know what does. But uh for your uh, let's hand out some hoopies, Garter. Who who are you thinking for the ACC? Well, I'm I'm hopping on your Miami bandwagon. I love Isaiah Wong. Um, I love watching him play. I could have given it to Nigel Pack also, but I just like the way Wong plays more. Yeah. Um, giving it to him from the Miami camp. And then, I mean, it would make sense to give it to Filipowski uh, for Duke, but I just love the kind of player that DJ Burns Jr. is on NC State. He's like 245 pounds. Big this boy. Big, he's a big boy and he just gets bodies and he gets boards and he scores. So I just like him a lot. So I'm just giving it to him for fun. But it probably should go to Filipowski, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to support Duke in anything. So <laughs> I love do that. that. Yeah. I feel like he, uh, Burns is kind of like the anti Zach Eady. Like <laughs> he doesn't have the height, but he's got the girth. And, That's right, uh, baby. It's the same thing. He's unstoppable. You can't stop yeah. him. So he I finds a way. Yeah. Uh, my picks. I am going to give a hoopy to Kyle Filipowski. You know, he hasn't been as good as advertised, I don't think. Uh, Duke's mm-hmm. recruiting class was supposedly one of the best in the country. But Isaiah Whitehead's kind of been a disappointment. Uh, their other big guy who was like number two or number three on the rankings, who I can't remember his name. That's how bad he is. But Filipowski <laughs> has been very good. Kind of just like a, a stretch seven-footer who chucks threes, which, I mean, modern NBA scouts are, are drilling over that guy. So he's going after this year. But definitely a good player. And then guard wise, I couldn't decide between Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong. So I'm going to give <laughs> the hoopy. You know, Very there's nice. no rules here. This is anarchy. So we can give out as many hoopies as we want. But Nigel Pack, I mentioned earlier, the K State transfer got the quickest, I think, uh, pull up game in the country. He's got the step back. He'll, he'll shoot from anywhere. Love that kind of player. And especially in these tournaments, if he gets hot, watch out for the Hurricanes. Then you mentioned Isaiah Wong. I, I agree. I, I kind of like the way he does play a little bit more than Pack. It's much more of a driver. Get to the rim. He'll he'll dunk on you every single time. Yeah. But also he's got that mid range. He's got that step back three. He 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 kind of has those three quadrants. Kevin Durant game, which I love too. Um, yeah, Miami offensively is uh, dangerous. Um, and, and watch out for them. Uh, and you mentioned your dark horse too, so I'll just shoot off mine. Yeah. I don't know. This this could be a very very wrong pick. But I'm going to say North Carolina. Um, there we go. I, I think they have a little bit of juice in them. Obviously, they went deep in the tournament last year with the same team, minus Brady Manick. They replaced him with Pete Nance, maybe the worst replacement of all time. <laughs> but I, I think they could make a run. I mean, the the mainstay three of R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and Armando Baycott, 
would probably be getting hoopies for uh, last year if we did this show. Uh, this year have been wildly inconsistent. Caleb Love, especially that guy. I mean, talking about chucking threes, my goodness, that guy. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he loves to be yeah. a hero. Yep. <laughs> True. I mean, he. I'm not gonna lie. He may have had like three of the most clutch shots in March history last year. But we move because they're not making it this year. But um, yeah, I, I think they have a chance to go deep. I wouldn't be surprised to see like them in Virginia in the ACC championship. Uh, I think that'd be a fun matchup. But I think this conference overall is is much weaker than normal, which I like. But it should make for a pretty interesting tournament. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Let's quickly move on to the Big East Conference, uh, which has had a surprisingly very good year. Basically, they have five teams 100% in. And one team kind of on the bubble, but to run through the five super quick, Marquette Golden Eagles have been the surprise of the year in the conference and are likely going to win it. It looks like, I believe it's going to come down the last couple of games though. And basically everybody plays everybody in this conference too, which is a lot of fun. Also definitely in is Xavier, a uh, couple transfers, a couple of really good guards too. shout out boom boy. Um, and then my personal favorite team is actually the Creighton blue Jays who uh, had a red hot start to the year. Then cooled off significantly due to some injuries, uh, but I've been playing really good ball again or back in the top 25. And then the other two are, of course, UConn, who's in the tournament basically every year, and then the Providence Friars, led by Ed Cooley, who also have a, a really solid squad and a couple of nice transfers as well. Um, and then the ones, they don't, they kind of have a bubble team in Villanova, who I believe in February had a losing record. Yeah, March, they've been red hot. Um, So they probably need to win at least two or three games, maybe win the whole thing just to be considered. Uh, but yeah, Biggie, uh, what do you think about it in general? Yeah, um, it's actually been really fun to watch. It, it wouldn't normally be a conference that I would like, yeah, slate out time and watch. But it's felt like like the old Big East a little bit, like just fun to watch these basketball games again. Xavier, yes, they've won eleven straight games and really yeah. only have just a bad loss to Butler in that yeah. in that span, which is which is tough. Marquette is starting to look like the real deal, really coming into their own. Shaka Smart, I would say, don't bet against Shaka in March, but many have and many have won money because of that. So, <laughs> not right. sure there, but I think he's finally maybe found a place where he fits uh, in the big leagues. Um, UConn was once the undisputed number one team in the country back in the day, like in December. Um, and then, you know, they lost to like St. John's and people like that. So they're still, they're still good. They're, they've, they've found their way in March at the right time. And, um, so I'm liking them there Creighton. Yes. Also, I'm really loving Creighton right now. They've been on a roller coaster. You know, they didn't have Cockbrenner for a while. Who's their, their star center. And then they got healthy and they're on a tear now, you know, they lost six in a row and now they've won eight straight in the big East. So they're a scary team in March, I think. And then what you said, Villanova, they struggled most of the year because they didn't have a uh, Justin Moore, who's their star, but they're a completely different team with this guy on the court. And, you know, despite all that, I think uh, a lot of damage has been done. I think they need to think their only hope is to win that big East tourney, like you said, but it's been a fun conference to watch this year with just the top, like five or six teams here. Oh, and Providence. I think they're probably in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They have a lot of good wins too. It's kind of like everybody in this conference has beat everybody else. So yeah. those are always helpful uh, come March. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think any of these are are definitely candidates for a deep run in March, um, especially Creighton. I, I think with Kalkbrenner, they are one of the most complete teams in the country. Love their guard play too. Nemhard, Trey Alexander, Bailey Shireman, shout out South Dakota State uh, transfer from last Jack year. Jack Rabbits, baby. 
I believe in the tournament they they lost to Al Durham uh at Providence. So he, right. he probably came into the Big East with some blood on his hands too. Uh <laughs> yeah, it should be a fun tournament too. Obviously six teams who who are kind of hot right now and, and you know probably have a decent chance of going into the championship game. But uh who are you picking? I like Marquette right now for sure, getting hot at the right time. And then as well, I really love Creighton right now. I think both of them are going and I mean, I think Marquette will win it, but I don't know if you can count Creighton as a, a dark horse, but they're going to be, if not, then I'm taking Villanova, but I think, uh, but yeah, I'd love to see Creighton. I just really love watching them play. I, yeah. you should be scared if you have to face Creighton in a first round in a championship in the tourney. Cause I think they're probably going to be like a, I don't know, like a five seed or something like that, or maybe, I don't know where they're going to end yeah. up. They'll probably but, uh, be in that range. Um, yeah. And yeah, on the web index too, they were another one. Uh, they had lost like six in a row. I was like, I still like Creighton. So I agree completely. There's something about them, man. I don't know. They're Andrew awesome. Nemhard is, is a beast too. Yeah, their guards are very underrated, I think. Um, and I am going to put them in my championship game as well. But I'm going to face them up against UConn, um, which is kind yes. of a risky pick, I feel like. UConn is one of those inconsistent teams for sure. Obviously, Sunogo, uh, the big man in the middle, has been the difference most of the year. But if their guards are shooting well, especially Jordan Hawkins is is definitely their main guy to, to go to on the wing. I think he could get hot this tournament. It, it's kind of just whoever's playing well because all these teams are fairly even, I would think. Um, and coaching is a big part too. So Providence, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go deep. They would probably be my dark horse pick, even though, like you said, nobody's really a dark horse pick other than Nova, who I would love to see in, in the championship game. Uh, shout out Jay Wright. Just kidding. Um, but uh, Kyle Neptune, baby. <laughs> Neptune season. But uh, yeah, I guess Providence would be my dark horse. But uh, nice. let, let's hand out a couple more hoopies. Uh, I believe there's, these are the last hoopies of the day, right? Oh, I man. think so. Yeah. Good ones. Who, who's the hoopies going to? I love Cockbrenner. I just think he is, he's that giant center, but he's got great footwork and great handles and can score on either with either hand. I'm going to go with him for my big man. And then, because I'm really banking on this Villanova run, I'm going to give Justin Moore some love here too. I'm going to give nice. him my my hoopy. It was between that or like Cam Jones, I think, is the Marquette's stud guard. Um, but you know, I'm just liking I'm liking the redemption season for Justin Moore because he was touted to be you know their star and hasn't played most of the season, and he's back and getting into his feel. So I'm going to give him a hoopy for sure. Love that. Yeah, good picks there. Um, I feel like Kalkbrenner is the obvious choice. So I'll mention somebody else, uh, Bryce Hopkins from Providence. Nice. He's a Kentucky transfer, actually, which I, again, yeah. just found out recently. But he has been absolutely balling. Um, I think he's going to be a major factor come March, so watch out for him. And then guard-wise, my hoopy, uh, I didn't mention him earlier. I think maybe it's just because I love his name. It's going to be Suli Boom, the boom yes. from Xavier. I mean, this guy, again, is about as clutch as it comes. Just hits big shot after big shot. And through grinding, I think I big east, you know, schedule uh during the, the season. That guy is the go-to guy in the last minute. Uh so wouldn't be surprised to see a game winner from him in, in the uh big east tournament. But this one's pretty wide open, I think. There's a lot of kind of even keeled players on, on both sides. Marquette, their entire starting five is pretty much like the same player, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, in general, I think this is probably the most slept on conference, but I, I think a lot of these teams could definitely make a run come March. For sure. Exciting. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's transition into some of the smaller conferences, which we won't go as in depth as those bigger conferences, 
basically we'll just talk about who's in, who's close, who's going to win. Keep it short and sweet here. And we can start off with the good old Pac-12. Oh, man, the, the red-headed stepchild of college basketball. <laughs> they got these great blue bloods. But uh, I'll tell you what, after that, they have absolutely nobody. So, obviously, UCLA, um, they're going to be a lot of people's favorites to win it all, deservedly so. One of the very best teams in the country. Love Tiger Campbell. Love Jaime Jaquez. They're going to be good. Arizona, as well, is very good. They got the one-two punch. Tubelas and Balo, probably the best two, you know, big man pairing in the entire country. Yep. Defensively, definitely shaky. It's Arizona, obviously. Um, but they're going to be in probably – Eh, probably two, three seed, depending what they do in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And on the bubble, USC is technically on the bubble, but I would put them in. Uh, speaking of Lenardi, he doesn't like them too much, but he still has them in. I would probably put him at like a 10 right now, but we'll see what they come out. Past that, it's kind of a wasteland. Arizona State was supposedly close to getting in, but I think that's just because they hit a full court buzzer beater against Arizona, <laughs> which was awesome and the highlight yeah. of the season. But they're they they have some really really bad losses. So I think looking at the resume as a whole, they're definitely out. And then past that, you have Oregon, who again they also beat Arizona, but at Oregon, well they also beat them by like thirty, I believe. But anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the committee thinks about the Pac-12. But in general, it's pretty much going to be Ukla and Zona, I would think, and that would be my pick for the champion too. But I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, definitely my picks for the championship for sure. Um, I think Arizona lives and dies by Kirk Carissa. If he uh, decides to be a, a hero, then yeah. they lose. Um, <laughs> I think he's a sh- he's like this generation's Christian Leitner. I think he's a, a shit heel, and uh, you know, and two. But on the flip side, Tubelis is legit. So uh, I think that they have to find the balance of that in March. Um, UCLA, yeah, I think is going to be a lot of people's favorite. They've come alive again at the right time. And then, yeah, the bubble, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you ask Bill Walton, every team in the Pac-12 would be in the tourney, probably. Uh, Oregon, I think they just need to win the Pac-12. They have some really bad losses, like you said. And it's interesting because USC and Arizona State, they play each other. They're both their last uh, games of the season. So we'll see there. I think USC definitely has the better chance. But if Arizona wins that game or Arizona State wins that game, you could be talking into a little bubble sliding up the right way perhaps so we got some massive opportunities and also they have uh big opportunities against uh i think arizona state plays ucla and then usc plays arizona um so that could those could be some big wins for them as well so yeah we will see and those are massive obviously down the stretch arizona state's interesting because they do have a good young team um but like i said they just have a lot of bad losses I would like to see them in. Hopefully they do pick up. I mean, that USC Arizona state is actually massive. Um, yeah. Especially according to one already, but um, <laughs> I'm sure Bill Walton be on the call and uh, he'll, he'll be talking both up. So uh, I'm sure ESPN will be listening. Yeah, bring, bring Bill Walton back to the tournament too. I, I miss that guy calling games, but yeah, I say we just keep moving along here to the, through these conferences. The next one in line here is the coveted West coast conference, the WCC now, this conference gets a lot of hate, and deservedly so. I mean, it does <laughs> possibly the most hated team past any of the big blue buds in Gonzaga, um, who's always a one seed and, and never wins. Uh, but they have come close recently. They got a great coach, I think, in Mark Few, uh, DUI boy. Uh, but they're definitely in. And then as well this year, St. Mary's has a really good team. Uh, I think they could go deep as well. Kind of a similar system to, to Missouri uh, in, in uh, like Miami. Just a bunch of guards who chuck threes. It's tough to guard, and I like them a lot. 
they'll probably both be on the three, four uh, line, depending who wins that championship game. Um, but another thing I wanted to mention off the top here too, they probably have, I don't know, you could call it the best, you could call it the worst conference tournament setup. It's one of those for sure. But basically Gonzaga and St. Mary's have like a four game bye, <laughs> and they're automatically in the semifinals and everybody else, all the other terrible West Coast conference teams have to go through each other just to get to the, the semifinal games. And it's a they, gauntlet. Yeah. And then if they win that, obviously they just play each other in the championship. But uh, yeah. What do you think about that format? Is that fair? Is that good? Is that bad? I, I don't know. It's pretty bonkers. Um, The way they, they set it up. I mean, some of these other like mid-major conferences, they do that also, but then some of them, like they don't even take all their teams to the conference, the, their uh, conference tournament. Like sure. they'll just take like the top like six seeds and take them in. So yeah. everyone definitely has very interesting ways of doing it. This is one of the more absurd. Cause I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you need to at least give them like a quarterfinal matchup instead of just being automatically in the semis. But you know, the WCC is um, it's something like I'm always down on Gonzaga every year. Cause I know that they don't play anybody of note during their conference season and they just get comfortable and they get to the tournament and they don't know what they're doing. So I never bet on a WCC team. That being said, I think St. Mary's is legit. I think they're fun to watch. They look pretty scary. And then Gonzaga, you know, they got the stash. They got Drew Timmy. So, so I don't know. Other than that, I don't think there's really anyone else to talk about here unless they, no one else is making it unless they win the WCC tournament. So, yeah, but I like St. Mary's more than Gonzaga right now. In my I, brain. I would, obviously I would pick that for the championship game. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I don't know. Gonzaga has been playing well. I would pick St. Mary's just because I do like them a little bit more. I mean, obviously, they massacred IU in, in the tournament last year. Yeah, they did. Sheesh. A lot of fun to watch. Um, And they, they did uh, bring back a decent amount of guys from that team, but not everybody. My mm-hmm. one dark horse would be Loyola Marymount, who yep. actually beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga this year. But they'll probably just lose early because it's a stupid gauntlet set up in the tournament and they won't <laughs> even see them. But yeah, pretty weak again from the West Coast Conference this year. Let's keep moving along. And pretty much the next one we're going to talk about is the American Conference, which the only reason we're really talking about them is due to Houston being yeah. a very, very good team. Currently ranked number one in the AP poll. They're going to be a one seed. They're going to win this tournament, I would think, unless something insane happens. And then as well behind them, I believe Memphis is in. They don't have the best uh, conference record. I believe they're third actually behind SMU, which is funny because SMU is nowhere <laughs> near the bubble, I believe. But Memphis has a good squad. I mean, obviously, Penny Hardaway at the helm, he's going to get some respect. And they always have good prospects. Not as much this year as, as say, last year with Duran, But I, they do have a, a couple good wins, and they should be in. Uh, past that, got Temple. Uh, give credit to Temple, though. They, they, they did beat Houston at Houston, which sure. – one of their two losses this year. So if they're playing well, I guess they can make a run. But yeah, past that, I mentioned SMU. They suck. Uh, Tulane's okay. UCF's okay. They, they have some decent like mid-tier teams. Cincinnati's also not bad. Shout out Rob Fantasy. Um, <laughs> but basically, if anybody other than Memphis or Houston wins this tournament, it would 100% be a massive bid steal. But yeah, what do you think about the American? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there too. Um, it seems like it's just Houston and Memphis. That's what I have in my championship game. Yeah. yeah, major bid steal if anyone else sneaks in here. Tulane would be maybe the sleeper pick. I think they're actually like second in the American right now, technically, which is kind of wild. 
Shout out Green um, Wave. Great mascot. Yep, that Green Wave, baby. But yeah, like Houston, as you said, will be a one seed. Um, although Memphis, to help its chances out a little more, they do play Houston on Sunday, which would Ooh. almost assuredly make them a lock, yeah. even if they're not already. But that would be a big win for them going into the tournament. Yeah. A lot of good games on Sunday you're bringing up. I didn't know about any of these. So. There's a lot of good games this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. It's pretty bonkers. Love it. Love it. All right. But let's keep moving on here to the last conference we will talk about today. And we're only doing it because it's not. It's one of my personal favorites to hate on. It's the Mountain <laughs> West Conference. Oh, man. I, I called I called somebody the, the redheaded stepchild. This is the redheaded stepchild of a conference, not the Pac-12 or whatever I said. Yeah. Oh, for some reason – College basketball just loves to respect the Mountain West Conference, and I do not understand it. Uh, San Diego State, who I will mention off the top here, great team. I love them. They've been in the top 25 all year. Really deep squad. Love their coaching staff as well. So I, they'll probably be eh. – they could find themselves on the five line, though, which is always dangerous. Play Oral Roberts first round. Oh, that's scary. Loss there. Uh, but past that, it's bubble central. I mean, we got Boise State Broncos who are probably the best of the bubble bunch, the Utah State, I believe it's Aggies. Um, yeah. We're also not bad. I, I think they could get in pretty easily. And then the Nevada Wolfpack, the former must buses, uh, they've suffered, well, basically all three of these teams have suffered pretty bad losses in the conference, which again, people will just say, oh, it's a decent conference. Like you're going to have bad losses. I don't know. When you lose to like San Jose State and a terrible Colorado State team this year, I don't really <laughs> think you should get in. But um, it should be an interesting tournament, at least. There are usually a bunch of upsets in here. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Mountain West? Yeah, I agree. San Diego State really is the only lock for me in terms yeah. of in terms of uh, the way the, the Mountain West plays out. I think Boise State is, is right there. Um, they have beat uh, San Diego State. Um, New Mexico, Richard Patino's squad, um, had his team rolling. One, it was one, of, I think it was the final undefeated team in the country. One of the final two or three. And then the wheels kind of fell <laughs> off and they started losing. So they play Colorado state tonight. I think they need to win that and then pick up a win in the mountain West tourney win or two would help them out tremendously. Utah state. If they could be Boise state this weekend, that'd be pretty, that'd be big. And then something in the mountain West tourney, Nevada, Steve Alford squad, a loss against Wyoming hurt them this week. That hurts their <laughs> odds. Oh man. Um, they need to beat UNLV on Saturday to feel a little good about themselves. And then maybe also again, win something in the, in the tourney. But yeah, I think San Diego state's the outlier here. I think the championship game might be them and Boise state maybe, but really, I, I don't really know, or frankly care about the mountain West. Really? I'm, I'm like you, Charles Barkley once called them the best conference in college basketball. And I've never forgotten that coming from Chuck. That's not surprising. You're right. I did forget about the Lobos, New Mexico. Yeah. They yeah. were ranked early in the year. I believe they've even made it up to like 18, 19, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I feel like similar to Iowa State, they've been in a little bit of a free fall recently. So it'll be interesting to see what the committee thinks of them. Um, mm-hmm. And UNLV, who they play this weekend, is actually not bad either. They were my mm-hmm. uh, dark horse pick for the tournament. Oh, nice. Uh, I believe early on in the season, they, they beat the crap out of Dayton. So they're not a bad squad, but my pick for the final would be Boise State versus San Diego State as well. San Diego State, I think, will win that game, obviously. But I think Utah State, um, depending on the Utah State-Boise State game, honestly, I think whoever wins that could have, like, a spot in the first four. That, that's a big-time bubble game. Um, but Boise State has, has a, a decent, like, uh, talent, I think. 
more than Utah State. But yeah, that's a big yeah. one. Honestly, I'll probably watch that game even though nobody else will. So there you go. They'll they'll have two viewers then you and me. <laughs> awesome. Well, awesome. Well, that is the wrap on going through all of the conferences. If you if you made it through that, shout out to you. But we do have one other segment. Kind of just want to do some predictions since obviously the next time we will do a show will be after the bracket comes out. So we'll do a quick Exciting. couple of predictions here on what we think the top seeds and the last couple of teams are going to be in. And we'll jump straight into it. What's the matter with you guys? What's the matter with you? I'll make it. So first off, we just want to talk about who do we think is going to be the four number one seeds in the tournament. Carter, I'll throw over you first. Uh, who do you think are going to be the top four? Uh, for me, Houston, uh, Kansas, Alabama are my three for sure's. And then it was between Purdue and UCLA. Uh, and I'm going to go UCLA just because I have a little more faith in just in terms of what they can probably get done in the Pac-12 tournament, as opposed to what Purdue could get done in the Big Ten tournament, because it's a gauntlet in the Big Ten, as we talked about, and the Pac-12 is probably a little easier to manage in terms of tournament-wise. Mm-hmm. So so I think uh, if UCLA can go through and win that, although if Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament, then I think there is a conversation for that as well. But those are my four uh, for right now. What about you? Yeah, I 100% agree with the first three. I think it's pretty much no doubt even if they all lose first round in their conference tournaments, they're all still one seeds. Houston, yeah. Bama, Kansas. Those are pretty much locks, I would think, in my mind. And then, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Between UCLA and Purdue, I think it'll be really interesting if they both win the conference tournament. Yeah. I, I think Purdue would get a one seed, but I, I don't know. That would be tough. You'd have to go probably into the non-conference deep with UCLA and, and who they beat specifically. But I am going to pick UCLA to be the fourth one seed, like you mentioned, and, and like I mentioned as well. I don't think Purdue is going to win the Big Ten tournament. It'd take a lot and uh, just not hot at the right time, I don't think. Uh, I just uh, – it's just those freshman guards. I, I think they're going to they're gonna figure it out eventually, but I, I, they got to see some tournament action first to figure yeah. it out, I, I think. think. I think maybe people have figured them out after a long time of of not knowing how to play them. Which is just pressure so. the shit out of them and full court press because Braden Smith's five five, but yeah, Ukla, like you said, they they should walk to the final at least the Pac twelve tournament. And if yeah. Purdue doesn't win the Big Ten tournament, that that'll clinch the one seed even if they lose to Arizona because I mean that that's mm-hmm. not a bad loss in any sense. But yeah, those would be my top four as well. Let's move on to the bubble teams. I love this. I could talk about bubbles all night long. But yeah, basically, and, and to preface this as well too, I guess we did use basically the last 12 teams who were in contention from the web index as, you know, kind of a, a standing point, but pretty much anybody as well, who you think has a good chance of getting in, you could just throw in two. But yeah, we can go two and two here. So tell me one of your matchups for the first four, and then we'll, we'll switch back and forth. According to your web index or web index, the first one I am going to throw out, I think, I think Wisconsin is going to get in. Nice. I, I, at least in this moment, it depends on what they do uh, for the rest of the way. Cause again, I think they have to, uh, I don't know who their last game on the schedule is, but I remember, I think I looked at it and I think it was pretty favorable for them. But I think that in terms of like the big 10 teams of Penn state and Michigan, I think they look better on paper. Um, so that would be my first one. And then I think I like 
I think I like Boise State too. So I'm going to do those two as well. Like if Boise State can pick up a win here this weekend, I think they should feel pretty good about an at-large bid. Now if they can pick up a couple wins in the tourney as well, I think they could even work themselves off that bubble line, which could help them out. So that's what I'll say for that. What about you? You got two? I love it. I, we're we're thinking on the exact same wavelength this entire pod. Oh yeah, in Wisconsin they play Minnesota on Sunday. Yeah, that's um, it. Who's coming off a win? I guess, but we'll see. Uh, I believe it's at. Oh no, it's at Minnesota. Actually, it's at the barn. Oh well, then let's see what happens. Then <laughs> upset alert there. Um, off of the barn. Yeah, for me, my first matchup. I'm gonna go Boise State as well. I think we're nice. thinking like that is a massive Boise State Utah State game, like we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I do like the Broncos prevailing, and I think, of, like I said, I, I think they will punch their ticket basically in a sense, unless they lose like first round or something stupid in the Mountain West. Yeah, but matching up and against them in Dayton, I'm gonna take the Penn State Nittany Lions. Let's go. It's pretty much down to them or Wisconsin. I think uh, so. Yeah, I think possibly Penn State will win a couple of games in the Big Ten tournament. It's kind of what I'm banking on just because they have been playing fairly well recently. Wisconsin's always here to miss it. it Wisconsin's kind of like Virginia, I feel like. you know, It's it's the first one to 60 points, just wins the game every time. Very much so. Oh, yeah. 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 With Penn State, their offense can be explosive, and I think that would be a fun matchup. A little Mountain West Big Ten action in the first four. You can't. We have- had that last year, baby. Wyoming, <laughs> Indiana. Yeah. Shout out Wyoming. And also, that is what really irks me about the Mountain West, too, is how bad uh, the Wyoming Broncos were. I actually don't even know how's their mascot, but they were un- Cowboys, the Cowboys. I should know that. But uh, <laughs> they played six guys uh, last year in the tournament, and none of them uh, could shoot threes. Like, what are these guys doing getting an at-large bid? I don't understand. But Wyoming has the weirdest offense in, in the country. They just get the ball up top and they just back down their guy, and then they just kick out for they either take it in or they kick out for a three. That's all their offense is. It's incredible stuff. A gift of a win for IU, but we move. Tell tell me well, your well, We'll take it, baby. <laughs> then for me, I mean, despite the hate we're given for the Mountain West, I'm also going with Nevada. Interesting. Which is which is maybe a it's an interesting pick for sure. I've watched them play a few games this year randomly. I don't know why. Maybe it was the Steve Alford Indiana connection effect that I was watching them for. I do like them if they can make a run in the Mountain West. Cause here's the thing. I think Boise State needs to win this one game. I, I think uh Nevada needs to win like two games and they're feeling good. Yeah. So I want to do that. And then I'm throwing in the Tar Heels here. Um, yeah. um, I think uh, they're definitely, if they're in, they're going to Dayton. Yeah. And um, and I think they'll, if they're playing Nevada, I'd like their chances. Um, but that's who I'm going with here. Let's see if Hubert Davis can pull it off. But yeah. that's mine. Good picks there. I think Nevada, like you said, they will have to make a, a little bit of run in the Mountain West. But they do have a good squad to do it, I think. So I like that. And I will pick Carolina as well here. I mentioned it earlier. I mean. If they beat Duke this weekend, they are going to Dayton just because yeah. they'll make Buku Bucks. The NCAA will. Oh um, yeah. If Carolina's on the bubble and they just beat Duke, um, send them to Dayton. Viewership will be out of the roof. And I think regardless of you know who's on the bubble, who's not, I think they will play a Big Ten team. Uh, it just so happened that Penn State has snuck in recently for me. That's why I included them. Uh, but the Big Ten team I'm going to have them playing is Michigan. There it is. Yeah. Again, this is all about money. The, the NCAA is just drooling at the thought of, of this matchup being a, the, the one to kick off the tournament. And I think it's a great matchup. I, I'd love to see both those teams kind of playing well finally after a slow start to the year, but getting a chance in March, which is what it's all about. But yeah, Carolina, again, 
massive game Sunday. Michigan probably needs to make uh, a decent little run in the Big Ten tournament, but Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going for now. For sure. I'm in agreement there. Awesome, awesome. Well, that pretty much does it on our show, I believe, today. Carter, inaugural episode here. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think we – I'm kind of surprised we we agreed on so much because I feel like uh, college basketball is pretty controversial um, just in general about who should be in, who should be out, a bunch of random stuff. But yeah, I had a really good time. Uh, any any final thoughts? Yeah, it just shows that we have good taste in uh, college basketball because we're just two <laughs> Indiana bred boys, and we know how the game should be played and how it should be won. So, I'm uh, had a blast as well. I'm excited to talk more throughout the month of March. And uh, yeah, here's just some good college basketball, man. Go watch the basketball. There's basketball games on at like 11 a.m. and on a Wednesdays right now. It's yep. wonderful. It's the best time <laughs> of the year. Could not agree more. Um, and definitely, uh, we'll definitely plug the Rough Cut Retrospective. Go check out you guys. Killing it lately. Oh, what movie? Oh, the District 9 episode that you guys just did. Oh, I watch your, watch your year, but love that movie and love that episode. So check out, you guys have been grinding like crazy. Check out Cap 2 if you want, I guess. It's all right. Uh, oh, just, it's great. Yes. We <laughs> should have just did a First Friday vibe on Scrubs. So if you like to Oh, nice. Go check that out. Um, but yeah. All the all the plugs and stuff will be in the bio. You can find us everywhere. Blah blah blah. Really appreciate you guys. You know, hanging around. If you are still here, we will be back breaking down the bracket in depth as soon as possible. Basically, on Selection Sunday slash Oscar Sunday. Shout out to everyone in the scheduling department who made that happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's a wrap on our show. Definitely come back for more pick and roll. But appreciate you guys and uh, peace. Peace.